Welcome, dear listener. I hope that you are going to really enjoy these episodes of being radically honest. And in the spirit of being radically honest, we need to fess up. So here's the thing. We started this out calling it radical honesty, but it turns out there's somebody already out there using the term and even trademark the term radical honesty. So from here on in, we are going to refer to this as radically honest instead. Enjoy the episode. Well, welcome to another who knows what we'll talk about <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Radical honesty. The real welcome, talker. you brave listeners. Welcome. <laughs> who knows how things are going to unfold? So, I'm one of your hosts, <laughs> Gaia Morissette. And um, I want to, in case you don't know me very well, uh, I'd like to introduce you to the real me, the me that you may not really know about, which is I'm a high priestess of divine sexual magic and a BDSM wellness specialist and a pro-dominatrix. And I specialize in helping people with trauma, empowerment, awakening, and sexual liberation. So that's what I'm doing in the world these days. <laughs> Love it. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, my co-host, my co-creator, my partner in crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the most accurate description. Partner in crime. <laughs> yes. So I am Dana Ferrant. Uh, I am also a high priestess, former dominatrix, and a former CEO, seven-figure CEO, and I help people to get their head out of their ass and get on with their world domination plans for business, really stepping into their sexual energy and claiming all of that and the empowerment, all of those fun pieces. So yay, super happy to be here again with you on another episode of Radical Honesty Real Talk. So talking about, so let's, let's give everybody content warning, because I think we both should just... <laughs> That should be like, this is my name and here's my content warning. I come with content <laughs> warning. So if you're going to continue listening, here's the content warning. Most likely there will be swearing, absolute mm. lots of laughter. Mm -hmm. uh, there'll be inappropriate conversations mm. and we will be talking about sexuality and kink and BDSM and trauma and only God only knows what else we'll be talking about. So if you need to take care of yourself, we will not be offended please turn us off and do whatever you need to do for yourself. We honor that completely. And we're going to talk about business in case that's a content warning for anybody. That's true. <laughs> we're going to talk about business. Who knows? And maybe money might even come up if we're talking. Oh about my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's dive in. So what have you got going on? Oh my God. Lately? So, so here's the thing. Uh, I might be on the hot seat today, um, which should make Dana quite happy, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, and I probably will end up crying. So just give you four. Up. So this week has been, what is it like to be on the receiving end? So I'm really good at giving radical honesty and helping others see their truth and pointing out their truth and um, but it's not always pleasant being on the receiving end of other people pointing out my truth. 
And so that's what I'm going to share. There was a lot of, that was the theme this last week. The last couple of weeks has been about people pointing out my truths. And um, those truths have led to some really deeply profound uh, insights and awareness and course corrections that I didn't want to look at, which is why I didn't like when they pointed out those truths. Is <laughs> that I've spent 47 years avoiding these truths. So having them pointed out was not very pleasant. So let's start with the first one. So I'm having a conversation with my lovely cousin and she points out, and I've been struggling around, you know, one of my relationship dynamics and being in the drama of it and trying and really struggling to figure it out and figure out how it fits in my life and all the things. And so she pointed out, she's like, well, maybe you have to be okay with letting go, like letting go of the nudist resort, basically. And if you let go of the nudist resort, maybe you'll like allow yourself to resolve this. And I didn't want to hear that because nowhere in my reality, my reality is like, okay, I get to have everything I want all the time. Period. There's no, there, there's no compromise. There's no, like, I just got to figure out if I struggle and by I'm brilliant. If I will be able to figure out a way, I'll be able to figure out a way to make that shit happen. And the reality is, is that that's not necessarily true. And it's not always in my best interest. So um, that truth led me to realize that a lot of times I create a delusion in my world, just like I was saying, I create a delusion in my world so that I can fall in love, have what I want, but it's all not real. It's a delusion. And so that started, the, started me down the path of realizing all the ways in which I create delusions, relationship delusions, delusions in my life, and feeling stupid for creating those delusions, feeling shame for creating those delusions, feeling awful for all of those things, even though they came from a place of survival. It doesn't matter. So I've done a lot of been doing a lot of, you know, recalibration and rehealing because of that. The second person was my lovely, dear uh, co-host here, uh, Dana, <laughs> to point <What>? out <laughs> another truth that I wasn't particularly wanting to hear um, around, I have somebody in my life that I'm struggling to resolve, friendship that uh, I've been avoiding. And I've come up with, again, some serious delusions about why, and really good valid this is a thing about delusions and, and mm-hmm. fake truth. <laughs> it's that you're really good and you're really believable. It's really incredibly believable. So while I'm like, you know, sitting in this delusion of why I'm avoiding fixing this relationship and feeling really powerful and strong about that, you know, she points out that that's all bullshit. She does it in a very <laughs> loving way, but fundamentally she's like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Yes, I said it very different from that. It was it was a gentler approach, but the yes, the essence of it is that's bullshit. Let's take a look at it. Yes. And so I ended up having to look at something again that I did not want to look at, which was um, the piece around not being a good friend and um, and shattering the belief that I have that I am a spectacular friend. <laughs> 
people all the time. And then I would never, ever do this ever. <laughs> and yet that's exactly what I've been doing. And so, uh, healing that. So that gave me some great work. Like here's the foundation of the truth so that I can now lean in and actually course correct it and make, make amends and deal with it and figure out what I need to do with. The third person <laughs> was somebody else in my life that is, uh, well, we're, you know, we're going to talk, tell him, say the name, and this could be hard for me to even say out loud on, on camera and in this podcast. So my master, which is a whole other conversation that you can listen to my orgasmic life to learn what that all means. Okay. <laughs> Without me going into all that, but, um, I was creating some drama and, to avoid dropping into the truth, which is that I really crave being owned and surrendering and being submissive. And so I was avoiding that. And so I, I was creating a bunch of drama and he just looked me in the eyes <laughs> and said, stop, you're creating drama. The end. <laughs> you're done. You're done with the drama shake it off, go watch a TV show for an hour and then come back fresh and we can, and we will continue what we need to continue. And that, and this person's been in my life for 27 years. And so this is the first time he's been like, no, like really shut down the emotional drama of it. Um, and not let me feed into it because I can feed into it. Cause it's, you know, I'm really and, I, and I want to clarify just because I think this is important, right? And we all do this, right? We, the drama that you're talking about is this piece of, you know, you get into explaining about something. This is what happened. And then, and then this happened. And this person said this, this, this. Oh my God. You believe that Sally did this? Oh, she's such a, mm, you know, <laughs> like that is, that's the drama that we create. We create all these stories and then it allows us to have this interaction and engage with people and connect with people on this level of look how, you know, how hard done by I am, or maybe it's just a like shared, you know, passion of like, yeah, that was, that was mean. And you can pick on the other person together. So that kind of, right. It's just an awareness that's like, I know we all do it, like whether you oh, want yeah. to admit it or not. Whether you want to admit it or not. There's that, <laughs> there's that drama, but then there's also the other drama of going into over-processing and emotional reaction, right? Mm -hmm. So working yourself up. So seeing a, a potential problem in a conversation, for example. So when I was having a conversation with Master, it was all about, you know, me being hurt about this thing that didn't even, hasn't even happened. It's in the future. What if this thing happens in the future? And now I'm all emotionally distraught about this thing that potentially could happen in the future, which mm -hmm. again, hasn't happened, probably not going to happen. And there actually is no reason for me to be, if we're just talking, what if, there's no reason for me to have an emotional response to it. So the fact that I'm getting into the emotional response is the, the craving. So when I talk about my addiction to drama, it's the craving, the emotional um, reaction, which then creates the biochemical fix that releases throughout my body. And so that, that piece 
is where, you know, in particular, I mean, I do the other drama that you just talked about too, but this one in particular is about that piece yeah. of like just really wanting that emotional reaction so that I can have the adrenaline, the, the adrenaline spiking and the, all the dopamine running through my system and the, mm-hmm. you know, the endorphins and the, all the things so that my body actually can go into a fight or flight response. And yeah. in that, and that's what I'm addicted to is the fight or flight response this is how my body has functioned its whole life. And that does come from a base basis of growing up in lots and lots of trauma. And I'm trying to course correct that. So, so my master has permission for him to sh- help me shut that shit down. Cause that shit <laughs> is not real. Right. It's not, and it's not helpful, right? We no. know we know the effects, the long term effects of constantly being in that fight or flight. Um, and you know, I wanted to just kind of like dig in and take that a little bit further for people listening. That that cycle of dropping into drama, creating something, is also a way to feel alive. It's not just that fight or flight, but it's like, oh, I'm like, we feel alive and energized when there's something, something to fight against or something to get involved with. And so it's a, it's a piece to step back. I, and I always have to kind of step back and look for myself. If I'm creating that kind of drama or the first kind of drama that we talked about, if I'm doing either of those, then, you know, to really take stock and say, okay, where am I bored mm-hmm. in my life? What am I not leaning into that I really want to be doing? You know, what are those pieces? And to take it as a piece of self-exploration. And then also it's like, where do I need some challenge? Mm -hmm. You know, not just where am I bored, but where do I need some challenge? Do I need to go and push myself at the gym or do I need to, you know, stretch myself in another way? What is that? And and that's different for everybody, right? That's that Mm -hmm. honesty within ourselves. So, yeah, so that's what's been going on in my world is like constant being on the receiving end of. And so I shared about all the insight, but I didn't share about how I felt in those moments. And I think that that's the important piece, the secondary important piece that we need to take away from this conversation is that I didn't fucking like it. So no matter how much, <laughs> so no matter how enlightened or how much time you work in the world of radical honesty and self-awareness and all of these pieces, I didn't like it. I think mm-hmm. there was some swearing that was involved and probably me sticking out my tongue and throwing a tantrum as I stormed away from master being like, you definitely stuck your tongue out at me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and so there is that piece of we don't like being told the truth because we spend a lot of time protecting ourselves from those truths for survival purposes. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody comes and, you know, points that out from a place of love. And this is really important that those three Mm -hmm. people in my life love and adore me and wouldn't want nothing but the best for me. So when they're bringing a truth out that I'm uncomfortable and I've been avoiding at all costs to look at, (laughs) um, which is what we all do. um, It comes from a place of love, which makes it easier for me to have my momentary, like, I hate you and you're stupid. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're wrong. You're totally wrong. Moment <laughs> for me to then drop into, well, what is behind that piece? What is the truth behind that? What, mm-hmm. and that that allows, I've done profound healing this week, like incredibly transformational core healing from those three people's truths that they've pointed out to me has allowed me to open up a whole bunch of spaces, heal a whole bunch of wounds and have new freedom and a new voice. Mm -hmm. So even though it was very uncomfortable and I didn't like it, it had (laughs) incredibly profound results. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? And, and also I want to point out, like you, because you've done so much work on yourself already, you were able to have three people call you out on things in one week. Yes. Know? And right. <laughs> it's just, this is a little on the extreme side, but that's how you roll. I mean, everything, mm-hmm. you know, it's how we roll. Um, I won't, <laughs> I will throw myself under the bus with you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're, that's why we're friends. It is. It is totally why we're friends. We're both, you know, crazy uh, extremists like this. So, but it, but it is that ability to then handle more mm-hmm. and not be taken out. So for, you know, when you're getting this muscle build, that it might be a little tougher in the beginning and know that it's going to get easier with time and everything you do in life, this is my opinion, but Everything you do in life is going to require some fucking epic hard shit. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in good ways as well as bad. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Sorry. My mind's in the gutter already. No, the hard and epic. Yes. Not the shitting. That, you need more fiber if you're having <laughs> whole other podcast, whole other podcast, you know, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, like there's just, there's a beauty in this and to think of it like you do with your, your workout routines or whatever self-care that you do on a regular basis, that practicing the radical honesty is also a component to your health, mental health, Mm -hmm. relationship health. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Mm -hmm. All right. So So your turn. All right. That's, that's my turn. I know. I'm like, Ooh, very exciting. Uh, today, Dana is not a mess. This is, uh, it's kind of refreshing, So, <laughs> but I did have some fun experience. So let me back it up. Um, so I am most active on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn being the stuffed shirt, boring ass party of the social media world. And uh, I set that up because, you know, of course, if you've listened to this a little bit, you're getting a sense of that. I'm not your typical person for LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about being a former dominatrix. I talk about sexual energy. I talk about how that relates to business. And as you can imagine, that pushes buttons. So yes. I have been part of this, what we call LinkedIn pod. And it's a, it's a pod where people, you know, come and we're like, okay, we're going to support each other by commenting on each other's posts. Cause of course that drives the algorithm and yada, yada. Right. So I'm in this group. There's probably about 30 people in the group. And, um, and then, you know, I'm not paying attention because my VA is doing the commenting for me and I just, I just let it roll. Right. I'm letting it go and things. And, but I create the posts and then my VA will, you know, put the links in there and I get a, I get a reach out from the organizer. She reaches out to me. She says, you know, 
I'm getting some complaints from some of the members in the pod. They don't feel comfortable commenting on your stuff. It's outside of their brand. It's in conflict with their brand. It's, you know, and I, I have done so much work around this, that this time you know, I, I will grant it other times this would have really triggered me, but this time I was like, totally at peace. I'm like, yeah, it's all good. Um, and then she said, and she went on to say, which would be, which would where it would really trigger me is that she said, you know, can you tone it down? Can you dial it back? And I'm like, hell no. Yeah. Hell no. And the, the main reason is that if I don't fully show up and I'm teaching people about sexual energy, I'm not fully showing up engaged in all of my sexual, which is the creative life force energy. Mm -hmm. If I'm not being it, what the fuck? Right. Like that's not authentic. Yeah. So no, I'm not going to dial it back. <laughs> um, so I, I was really good. Like it was, it was more of a, like it fired me up of the commitment to be in this piece. I'm like, okay, well I can definitely learn how to language it so that it bridges, but I'm not going to stop talking about either of these subjects. Mm-hmm. And then I reached out to the, the group and I just sent a really loving message that was letting them know that I don't expect everyone to comment on my stuff. I give you full permission to take a pass. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a pass on all of it. Maybe it's a pass on occasional posts, but you have full permission to pass and to let you know that my VA does the commenting. So don't feel like you are obligated just because you think I'm commenting on your posts. Don't, I, you know, I'm totally good with it. So it was beautiful in that, like, it was a huge change for me. You know, they spoke up, but I also, you know, just stood my ground of, no, this is the truth for me. This is who I am. And the only way I get business is by really showing up, showing up fully and authentically um, and creating some, you know, stirring the pot. But in a way that's just inviting people to come in. So yay. Yay. <laughs> <trigger>. yay! <laughs> and th there's a lot of truth behind the, the statement that yes, you, you know, the pieces around you've done a lot of clearing on a lot of healing and a lot of work around not being rejected, not being all the things that, you know, we carry as humans, right. About any kind of groups and being ostracized and trying to be a part of a group. And oh, that's a whole other topic. Yes. Right? <laughs> and like being a part of a group and then being rejected for being yourself and being in a group and, and all those beautiful pieces of that you've done. Like, I just wanted to point that out is that you've done a lot of healing around those pieces so that you were just like, no, it fired you up, but didn't trigger you. It fired you up. And that's that difference in that language, mm -hmm. right? It's like, it fired you up to make the commitment of your, okay, my authentic self and why I make this commitment to myself, to the world, to my clients. And, and I'm going to set, you know, speak my, I'm going to speak my authentic self and set a new possibility instead mm -hmm. of being like, no, you're wrong. I'm right, or I'm wrong and you're right. So that was beautiful. It's beautiful. You. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, it's so nice to see that drop in because this has been a theme. I mean, you and I have talked about variations of this showing up in various ways over the last year um, where 
I have allowed myself to feel rejected because of who I am, mm-hmm. because of how I move in the world, because of, you know, just me, mm-hmm. me being me uh, has put me in a lot of situations where I've gotten rejected to some degree. And then being able to just really face that head on and come to terms with this acceptance of, you know, what I get to choose who I interact with. Mm-hmm business, professional, dating, you know, uh, like friends, all of it that I get to choose. So this brings us to why we have this radical honesty, real talk is to showcase how it actually shows up, uh, how it shows up sometimes easily, sometimes bumpy, a lot of times messy. (laughs) Sometimes with tears. Sometimes with tears. (laughs) Often with swearing. Oh, yes. Yes. That makes it go better. That just makes it go better. Um, And, but also to invite, like, we're really excited about how radical honesty has affected our lives and how it transforms our lives on a daily basis. And because of that, we have created this beautiful space of wanting to teach you these skill sets to exercise these muscles in mm-hmm. our wonderful weekend retreat. So would yes. you like to care? Would you like April to- 22 to 24 in Toronto, Ontario, close to the airport? Yes. Uh, we are going to dive into a very experiential. So it is all about getting you immersed in how do you move with radical honesty? How do you learn to become comfortable with radical honesty, both in receiving and in giving? And how do you do that in a way that is, uh, is actually going to move you forward? in the long term. So it is for those who say you've done everything, you've done all the things, you you know, you've been to like every kind of thing. I tell you, this is going to move the needle. Once again, mm-hmm. this is digging it in. It is taking it further because it is that real deep hands-on experiential. And we have it set up so that there's uh, safety and there's, you know, both on the emotional, the physical, sexual, all of the safety is in place. Yep. And COVID. <laughs> and COVID. Yeah. Whatever that, whatever that's going to look like in April. However that looks in April, right? We, we will work with that. Um, but I think this is a, a huge opportunity for people to lean in and transform and get it, like get it on a cellular level, which is where it starts to integrate. Yeah. And in a safe, environment to practice mm. it. Like, I think mm-hmm. that's the, that the, this is the one, one of the pieces that I'm really excited about and why we created it as an experiential uh, event is because often we learn stuff and there's no place for us to practice it. Mm-hmm. And there's no place for us to actually practice it in a safe environment where everybody's on the same page with you and everybody has consented to being able to have radical honesty, receiving, giving, and and, and all these beautiful spaces. So yeah. that's the other piece that I'm very excited about is that a lot of times in other retreats and other events and other things, there's not a space to truly practice practice it and so yeah it becomes very cerebral exactly and so you get you get all of the thought 
around it. Like, okay, great. And then you go home and you like, you practice and it's really messy and it's really ugly. And the other people that you're practicing with have no clue no. of how to interact with you. So yes. And I would, you know, open invitation that if you have a partner, life partner, friend, you know, close friend or whatever, if you want to invite them to come with you so that you then also have a really good, strong buddy to work the system with outside that is highly recommended, not required, but highly recommended. Encourage, you know, your other friends to come and join you. Yeah. So you have a, a beautiful, safe space to continue to have support and mm-hmm. um, to go on this adventure with you because um, you need it. You're going to need it. <laughs> well, you're going to want it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's not so much that you absolutely... Uh, you know, just because need sounds like, oh, okay, if you don't have that, you're, you're going to fail. It's not, it's that it does definitely make it easier. And if you don't come with a partner, then you'll help, you'll make new friends. You'll yeah. have people yep. that you can reach out to. Exactly. You can have your own, you can create new buddies. Yeah. Beautiful. Radical honesty buddies. All right. Radical honesty buddies. So that's it. That's all until our next, so. uh, our next show. Uh, who knows what we'll talk about then and what we're going on <laughs> in our world at that moment. Stay tuned for new drama. <laughs> <laughs> but not drama junkie. No drama junkie stuff allowed because I'm not allowed my fix. <laughs> so stay tuned. And you can find the link to register for our Radical Honesty Weekend um, in the show notes. All right. Anything? Oh, how to spend more time with Dana or me. This is an important piece. We always forget this part of the information (laughs) that if you aren't quite ready to sign Mm -hmm. up and you want some, you know, support to get you ready please yep. reach out to either one of us. You can find me at guymorissette.com and Dana. You can find me at danaferrant.com, which is spelled P-H-A-R-A-N-T. And I'm the only Dana Ferrant in the world, which is very cool. Yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye-bye, Bye. listeners. <laughs>